part. He's like, I'm not against anybody and what they believe. So well then just do me this favor. There's some verses here. When you have some time, read these verses. Because someday, every one of us is going to give an account to God. And you can deny his existence today. But you know deep down in that there's a God. He didn't say a whole lot after that, but he took the track, and I'm praying that he'll read it. You can deny that there's a God all you want, but there's coming a day, and you will stand before him. And you have one of two choices. You can stand before him and have the blood of his son cover you and be in his righteousness. Or you can stand there and account for your own sin and pay the penalty and the price for it. Several things I want to give you tonight as we talk about this. Number one, there will be no hiding from the judge on the throne. There will be no hiding from the judge on the throne. We see verse number 11 there. It says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and was found no place for them. We see in the letter A as we go through here, we see the picture in this throne. There are two adjectives that are used to describe the throne. First thing that we see, number one, is it's called great. The great white throne. Why is it called great? The word great refers to its power. This is the highest court in the universe. Think about this. When judgment is rendered from the throne, there's no higher court you can appeal to. They're the place of the highest authority and final judgment of all time is right there. For us, we would think of, here in the United States, we would think of the Supreme Court. That's the highest court of the land here. If something in a court, and maybe they want to appeal it, it could appeal it, and sometimes it could go all the way up there. And then what they say is the finality of it. When it comes to the great white throne, it's called great because of the power there. There is no higher throne. And the judgment that comes from this throne is final. It's also called white. This is the purity of God's throne. You see, the problem with all human courts, all of them, is the fact that they're stained by sin, prejudice, and fallibility. This court in heaven, the great white throne, is absolutely perfect. Its judgments are true. Its judgments are completely right. There will be no one wrongfully convicted at the great white throne judgment. God, the judge that occupies the bench, he's infallible. He's also, he knows everything. Nothing can be hid from him. And sometimes we sin, we think we can keep that from, God sees it all, he knows it all. God's not tainted by sin or prejudice. He renders perfect judgment. There will be no one on that day that stands at the great white throne judgment that's able to cry out, that's not fair, God! Because everything that God does is fair. Every judgment he pronounces is true and right. That's why it's called the great white throne. Letter B, we see the person on this throne. The Bible tells us that there's a person who occupies this throne. 
In, this, in the book of Revelation here, though, as we just read that verse in number 11, it says, And I saw a great white throne and sat on it who, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Here in the book of Revelation, it doesn't tell us who sits on the throne. But the Bible declares to us, and we know from other accounts of Scripture, who is the judge. I want you to understand something tonight. God the Father is not the judge in that day. The Holy Spirit of God that lives within us, he's not the judge on that day. Who's the person that judges on that day? It's Jesus Christ. The Bible's very clear about that. The Bible tells us in John chapter number 5 and in verse number 22. Do we have any of those verses? John 5, 22, the Bible says, For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Verse 27, and hath given him authority. God the Father has given God the Son, Jesus Christ, authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. He's the one who judges. And if I can of mine own self do nothing as I hear I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. So the judge on the throne, at the great white throne, judgment is Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts, chapter number 10, the Bible tells us in verse 40 to 42, hath God raised up on the third day, talking about Christ again, and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead in verse 42. Scripture says, and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he, Jesus, which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and dead. 2 Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 1. The Bible says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. The Bible's very clear about who is on the throne. We see the person on the throne, we think of number one, his name. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the Savior. The Savior in that day will be the sentencer in that day. When we think about him and his name, let's think about his nature for a few minutes. You see, this is not going to be the man on the throne is not the lowly Nazarene who occupies this throne. Not the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. Not the man who was hung on a cross and cried out, it is finished. But you see Jesus for who he truly is. He's not a poor, humble carpenter. He's the resurrected conqueror. This is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And his description of what he will look like was described by Daniel the prophet in Daniel chapter 7, verse number 9. The Bible tells us, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fl fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. Verse number 10, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him, the judgment was set, and the books were open. 
Do you realize, as we look here in Revelation chapter number 20, the Bible says the earth and the heaven flee from before him. Because this is God Almighty, Jesus Christ. Thank God the people can still get saved today. Thank God for our salvation. And let me just remind you of something. We've had a lot in our revival meetings lately and everything else. Make sure you know Christ. It's not enough to say that you might know him. You need to know him. And if you have any doubts, you see me. Get that cell. Don't ever take those doubts. Today's the day to get saved. Today's the day of repentance. We see, as we study here, the picture in this throne. We see the person on this throne. Let her see we see the perception of this throne. We see the Bible tells us here that there was found no place for the heavens and earth to hide from the gaze of the one on the throne. You remember as a kid when you would do something and you could just feel that piercing look from your mother looking at you? And you know what I'm talking about. There's just that, somehow you just, you just knew that look was right there. I can, still in the back of my mind, I still just remember just that, that look. She tries to give me that look still every once in a while. It's like, I'm a grown-up now. <laughs> that look still scares me when I see it. But it's going to be nothing like seeing Jesus on that throne in that day. If the heaven and earth flee, you've got to understand something. It's not going to be somebody and all their buddies standing before Jesus be one-on-one standing before the king of kings in that day we see that there's no place to hide from him some people think they're getting away with things today but i want you to remember something your sin will find you out you might play christianity but he knows your heart he knows your heart And you can't hide from this righteous judge. He knows it all. Number one, we see there's no hiding from the judge on the throne. Number two, there'll be no hiding from the justice on the throne. Look at verse number 12 and 13. The Bible says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. Now think with me for a minute. We think back to the rapture when the rapture takes place. The dead in Christ rise first. Then we which are alive and remain meet the Lord in the air to be forever with him. Those who are unsaved from Cain, probably, all the way to today, or whenever that takes place, the end of time, when a person dies without Christ, they go to hell. We see that in the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom was the place, paradise, the place where they went before Jesus Christ. It was a good place, much better than hell. And then when Jesus died on the cross, he took them with him. But those have been in hell all this time. 
So during the millennial reign of Christ, all the things that happen, the dead that die without Christ will be in hell that entire time. And just as the dead in Christ shall rise first, right now, the, our loved ones that know the Lord, their bodies have been buried. Or, you know, some people, they cremate today and all of that. Could you imagine when the Lord comes and if you get cremated and all that dust just flies all around, you would not want to be all around all that when it all comes back together. And uh, people say, what, what, is it right or wrong to do either way? You figure it out with the Lord. I know people say the Bible talks about being buried. Only heathens do it the other way. You talk to the Lord and you figure it out. I'm just going to be glad to be with the Lord and you can do anything you want to with my body. That's fine. You can hear that, Caroline? You can do whatever you want to with it. No big deal. And um, I told her what I want her to do. She just, if she wanted, she cremated and she could be buried and they could put her, my container in her arm when they bury her. And that takes care of it all right there. That'll be totally fine. Or before they lower her down, just pour everything on top of her and then we're together. It's all good. It works out just fine. And uh, anyways, we'll get off of that. All right. Well, where was I going with that? I don't even know where I was going with that. Where was I? Okay, so, yeah, so the dead in, so the, those who are with Christ today, they're with the Lord, but they don't have a glorified body yet. So, well, what form do they have? I honestly don't know, but I'll tell you this, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's what we know. But they will get their glorified body at the rapture. But those who die without Christ, they're in hell. We see in these verses that it talks about, look, it says death and hell. Look there in verse number 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. Their body and soul meet back up again. So completely different than what's taken place already. But we see there'll be no hiding from the just at the throne. First thing, letter A, we see the defendants appearing at the throne. We're told here that those appearing before the throne are the dead. This tells us without question that there will not be a single born-again believer in this group because we were dead. But he hath quickened us. Remember Ephesians chapter number 2 as we've studied? And the Bible talks about, do you have John 5, 24? Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation. Now look at this. But is passed from death unto life. That's what happens. That's what takes place. You see, we've been given eternal life, abundant life, through the blood of the Lamb and can never lose it and we can never pass through death because of that. And praise God for that. So we see that this is all unsafe people at this judgment. Letter B, we see the documents used at the throne. Now, like I said, I always notice my big thing as I study the Bible nowadays, words. There's no mistake on words. It does not say the book was open. It says the books, plural, were open. Look at that right there. It says, verse number 12, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. So there are a few books that are open at this time. Say, well, what books are those? I'm so glad you asked. I'm going to help you out. Now, there are those people have, like I said, I've told you before, 
commentaries and things, people have a lot of ideas when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And I just go with what the Bible says, and I try not to add to it. You'll notice that sometimes in the Bible it's called the Book of Life, and sometimes it's called the Lamb's Book of Life. They look to me like they're the same exact book. There are people who say they're different books, and they can think that if they want, but I tend to believe it's the same book. What? So it says the books were open. What books were these? And you notice only one book is given a name, the, books, the book of life. And I don't know if there's going to be 10 books, 5 books, 5,000 books in that day. But let me share with you for a minute a few books that will be there. All right? Number one, the Bible. Jesus himself reminded us that they would be judged out of his word. John 12, verse number 48. The Bible says, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. One of the books that will be there is the word of God. They will get judged from the word of God. You see, he says, you reject me, you don't receive my words. My words that I have spoken, they're going to judge you. That's how it's going to take place. This Bible that sinners mock and refuse to heed to will one day render judgment upon their lives that day. How much better it is now to believe the book than to wait till that day and see that the book is true. Next thing that, that will be there would be number two. And what exactly? There's got to be a book of deeds. So what do you mean? So look at verse number 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. In heaven, there is a record being kept of the deeds of mankind. And you say, well, how's that going to work? Do you see that the, those without Christ will be judged according to their works? So what do you think that means? I tend to think that that means that they are going to be, you think about we get rewarded for the things we do for the Lord. What this looks like to me would be the fact that you see the fact, and look at verse number 13, it says, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. So we see that every deed, both good and evil, will be mentioned. All sin will be mentioned, and the lost will be judged according to their work. I, looking at that, and people have different opinions, once again, there's so many commentaries and so many thoughts by people that claim to be a lot smarter than me, and I would say they're a lot smarter than me. I would be one of the first ones to admit that. But uh, the way it looks, that based on how they live their life, is how bad their hell's going to be. No hell is good. Get me? There is no party in hell. There is no... But let's say you have a man who did some good things in his life, and didn't, but he didn't trust Christ, and there's some good, there's bad, he's going to get judged according to that. 
And let's say standing right next to him is Adolf Hitler. If they're getting judged by their works, Hitler's works would be a little worse, or maybe a lot worse, than the man there. No hell is good. There's nothing good about hell or the lake of fire. We'll talk more about that later. But there's a book of deeds that keeps track of all the things that they've done. There's also, and, um, there's also the Lamb's book of life. This book contains the names of those who are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. When a sinner repents, their name is written in this book. And that's why Jesus told the disciples in Luke chapter 10, verse number 20, he said, notwithstanding, or notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your name is written in heaven. And, there's a, and let me just make sure you understand something. Once your name's written in the book of life, it can never be taken out. I want you to look at something and just see something real quick that um, is important. If you go to the last chapter of the Bible, chapter 22 of Revelation. I've heard many a person say lots of things. And you don't want to get your name taken out of the book of life. Your name will not be taken out of the book of life. Hey, if you change the scriptures, if you add to it or take away, your name can be taken. That's not what the Bible says. Because if that was true, if the, what you're saying there, you just added to what God said there, and then your name would be taken out. Because that's not what it says. Look at Revelation 22 and look down at verse number 18. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. If any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. It doesn't say they'll take his name out. Take his part. What do you mean by part? Well, in the book of life, someday when we're with the Lord and that judgment seat of Christ takes place, he knows all the things that we've done. And our works are going to get tried by fire, correct? We talked about that judgment seat of Christ. To have your part taken out means all the things you've done for the Lord are at risk of losing all those things. Your part's taken out, not your name. Once your name's in the book, it cannot be removed from the book. And there are many people who would take that verse there, the last book, chapter 22 there, and say, you don't want to get your name taken out, don't add or take away from the Bible. First off, yes, we should not add or take away from the Bible. We need to leave God's word alone. We got enough things to worry about on our own to change what we say. Don't add or take away. Don't add to what God says and don't take away from what he says. He knows exactly what we need. And uh, so you lose your part and not lose your name out of the book of life. This book records those who have accepted Christ, and this is the book that you want your name in. Let me ask you tonight, when you stand before God and the book of life is open, is your name going to be found there? Mine's going to be. Not because I'm a good person. Not because I've been baptized, been a Baptist my whole life. My name's going to be there, and it's there now. I trusted in the one who died for me. That's why. You see the book of life. Can you imagine on that day of the great white throne, someone comes up, Lord, I, 
I prophesied in your name. I told many people about you. I taught Sunday school. I did all these things. Lord, my name's in the book. Lord's like, your name's not here. And Jesus said, there's going to be many who say that in that day. I'm not trying to scare you because if you trusted Christ, it's all taken care of and settled and you can never lose it. But if Judas could play the part with Jesus, there are a lot of people who could play the part. And there will come a day where your playing will get you nowhere. You can fake me out all day long because this doesn't really matter. But you cannot fake God out. And that day will come and you make sure you're ready for that day. We see, let her see, we see the decision made at the throne. The last phrase there in verse 13 tells it all to us. It says, I turned one page too far. It says, and they were judged every man according to their works. When the books are open, judgment is rendered based on the evidence found in the books. And you can be sure that the evidence is accurate and the record is complete. They will stand on their own. There's no advocate there for you. Aren't you glad we have an advocate? That when the things that we've done, that we're guilty of, Jesus says, hey Lord, I took care of it. I took care of Brian. Praise God that we have an advocate with the Father. Praise God for it. There's no hiding from the judge on the throne. There's no hiding from the justice on the throne. Number three, there'll be no hiding from the judgment from the throne. The sentence rendered there in letter A, we have a fearful judgment. The sentence rendered from this bench is death. Not physical death, but the second death, which is eternal separation from God in the lake of fire. Second Thessalonians 1, verse 9 and 10, the Bible says, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. This will be death where there is no dying. There will be no end to torment, to hell, to the awful things that await those who spend eternity in the lake of fire. Imagine the horror on that day. Sometimes you might watch and uh, sometimes on TV they'll, you know, I remember, I remember when I was younger, I remember seeing O.J. Simpson driving away in that white Bronco when they're being on the news and then it seemed like, you know, I don't even remember, I don't even remember what year that was. I don't remember how, I wasn't that old. That's probably, anybody remember what year that was? 93, so I was, I was eight, nine years old. I just remember we went to get a haircut and you know, they have the whole trial on, and the trial's on for like, it seemed like two years. It probably wasn't quite that long. You know, if the glove don't fit, you must have quit. I remember that. I remember hearing that. And, uh, and I remember breaking news. The jury has, de- has deliberated, and they're ready for a verdict. Now, he knows if he did those things or not. 
We're not going to get into all that with him. But imagine, and this hasn't happened for me, and maybe some of you in the room it has, but you don't have to share that with us right now. You're in court, and the decision, you got to hear guilty or not guilty, and you're standing there just waiting to hear. That would probably be an, that wouldn't be a very good moment in life. You're just waiting to hear one way or another. Imagine the horrors on that day when Jesus utters the words, depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. That's what the Bible says. That day is going to come. Let me just remind you of something. Come to Jesus while you still have time. Hey, if you're sitting in here tonight, I don't care what your background is or what you think is right. This book is what's right. And someday, you will, if you're not saved, this very book that is preached in this church will be the book that judges you. And you're going to remember. Remember the, remember the sermon Brother Joe Mark gave us? And next week I'm going to be talking about that, how remember, remember. You're going to go back to times in your mind where you sat in this room and you heard the gospel preached and you did nothing with it. And you'll have no one to blame on that day but yourself for the fact that you go to hell because you're in a good church that preaches the gospel all the time and the true gospel. And you will have no one to blame but yourself. There are many churches in this world that there could, there's going to be a lot of blame on people for the way that they give the gospel. We do our best to give the gospel right around here. If you're here and you don't know Christ as your Savior, it's your fault. Because you are given an opportunity at every service. What if tonight, some of you saw tonight on the way to church, you saw the accident down the street. What if tonight's your last night to live and you haven't trusted Christ? You say, Pastor, are you trying to scare me? Nope. I'll tell you this. If I drove by a house tonight that was on fire, I would stop. And I would start yelling and do what I could to warn those inside to get out. I'm just warning you. You play with it. You trust your religion. I'll trust this book. We see that it, letter A, it's a fearful judgment. Letter B, it's a final judgment. There's no appealing it. It's done. It's final. There's no, uh, nothing changes it. That's how it is. And then the last one is this. It's a foolish judgment. Say, what do you mean? It's only foolish because it doesn't have to happen. No one that's going to get judged on that day has to be judged on that day if they would have just came to Christ. It's foolish. That's why the Bible says a fool has said in his heart, there is no God. It's a foolish thing not to trust Christ. I think, and there are several passages of Scripture that are pretty horrible of things that take place. When Lot offers the men in the city his two daughters that are virgins. That's an awful passage of scripture. It's an awful passage of scripture. 
But I think one of the most horrible in the Bible would have to be the great white throne. There's no, no, no more chances. But if you're sitting here tonight, there's still time. There's still a chance. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What are you waiting for? What needs to sink in for you to get it right? To those of us who are saved tonight, your neighbors, your family members that don't know Christ, this is what they're headed for. Who's the last person you told? That man today that I talked to, nice guy, an atheist. If he does not repent of it and turn to Christ, he's going to be there. I gave him a warning today. As Christians, we should be witnessing and preaching the gospel to every creature. If you're sitting in here tonight and you're not saved, you need to get it taken care of. There was a man, Arnold Lewis, worked on us as a supervisor in a shipyard. His work took him from one ship to another all day long. One day an inspector who needed to consult with Arnold about company matters had to search several ships to find him, and of course he was impatient and frustrated. The man said, I've been looking all over hell for you. He, that's what he said when he greeted Arnold. And Arnold said, that's one place you'll never find me. I'll never be in hell because I've been saved from hell by the blood of Jesus. No more was said on the subject and the two men got the business settled. By the end of the day, just before the whistle blew, the inspector again looked for Arnold. And he said, I've been thinking all day about what you said this morning, he said. I wish that I too could know that I'm saved from hell. And Arnold assured him, you can. He pulled his New Testament out and he gave the gospel plan of salvation. And there standing on the deck of that unfinished ship, the inspector prayed to receive Christ. There's one place you're not going to find me. It's in hell. And it could be the same for you if you would trust Christ. Father, I thank you for the time that we've